Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio. Hello, my fabulous co-host, Allison Murphy. How are you today? I'm Peachy Keen, Megan. How are you? I'm excellent. I am wondering if by chance you have something to smile about today, Alice. <laughs> um, maybe. What is that? Well, it might be that uh, I'll have air conditioning in a day because <laughs> we are moving this weekend and closing on a house. Closing on a house. Congratulations. That is absolutely something to smile about. I'm smiling today because it is sunny in Portland, Oregon, and it is not the surface of the sun hot like it has been. So that is what's making me smile. Why am I asking you about smiling, Allie? It might have something to do with a specific date in October, maybe. <laughs> and what would that date be, Allie? World Smile Day. World Smile Day. Okay. First. I didn't even know that was a thing, but our guests today informed us and enlightened us that this holiday exists. So uh, Allie and I have both made a commitment to take the day off October 1st <laughs> and celebrate smiling on uh, World Smile Day. No, but in all seriousness, we are going to be talking about smiles today because we have the president and chief executive officer at Smile Train, Susanna Schaefer, with us today, as well as Scott Pansky, who is co-founder of Allison and Partners, to talk about smiles. International Smile Day, as well as public relations and why it's important for a nonprofit. So that is what we are diving into today. What do you think? I think it's time to get started. Well, hello, Susie and Scott. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Pleasure. Good to be back. Thank you, Megan. So great to be here. We have a lot to cover today, so I'm going to ask Susie to kick us off here. Susie, give us a little bit of background about who you are and a little bit about Smile Train to, to get us started here today. Oh, great. Well, I'm uh, Susie Schaefer. I am the President and Chief Executive Officer of Smile Train. And Smile Train is the world's largest cleft charity. Um, we're focused on treating children and adults um, with cleft lip and or a palette. Um, we primarily work in low and middle and income countries, um, working in over 90 countries around the world, um, providing uh, people with cleft um, the ability to go on and lead a healthy life, um, empowering our local medical partners with the funding and resources that they need to treat people uh, with cleft. And our beneficiaries or patients um, are receiving this care 100% free to them. Um, we've been operating since 1999. Um, we have helped uh, well over 1.5 million people around the world. Um, it's just incredible, impactful work. Um, we're, we're very proud of our sustainable model to treat cleft. Um, which is, as we say, the teach a man to fish model and empowering uh, local surgeons and medical professionals um, to treat cleft. And um, we're really changing the world one smile at a time. That's a great tagline. Thank you so much for sharing, Susie. All right, Scott, who are you? 
Tell us a little bit about you and Allison and Partners. Scott Pansky, and I'm a co-founder of Allison and Partners, a global public relations and marketing firm with corporate headquarters in New York with 30 offices around the globe and uh, do tremendous work for a lot of different clients, including Smile Train. So we're very excited to be uh, working with Susie here today. And I lead the agency Social Impact Practice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Scott. So when Scott and I were kicking around topics for this podcast, first of all, we're so excited to have Smile train join us as well. But um, we haven't talked a lot on this podcast about public relations for nonprofits. And that's certainly something that Allison and Partners is very well seasoned in. So Scott, would you just start us off today by talking a little bit about your philosophy about PR and why it's important for nonprofits today, as it, and particularly as it relates to their corporate partnerships? You know, I can't say enough of why uh, they should not be using PR. Uh, that, you know, the whole point of a lot of what's going on, we have to remember that the nonprofits are trying to raise funds and the corporations are trying to increase sales and raise their brand awareness. So it's how do you create, you know, I hate to be stereotyped on all this, a win win relationship between both. So you know, we look at, especially in the last year when we had, COVID, Black Lives Matter, and other social equity and justice issues, that how does a nonprofit stand out in a crowd? How does a corporation stand out and do something very authentically? And oftentimes you're going to see that done through these types of partnerships because, you know, a corporation's job is to sell their widgets. A nonprofit's job is to provide the services that are so valuable into their communities. And so when we think about this is how do you develop strategic relationships that will get press and exposure depending on the key target demographics that are important to each. So like for Smile Train, we're trying to reach a medical community, healthcare community, mainstream consumers, and then they will have corporate partners that will want to reach similar demographics. So how do we get them in front of those audiences? Vice versa, the corporation or the brand has other external stakeholders that they're trying to reach. It may be government agencies. It may be uh, their employees, their communities in which they work and service, or even, you know, their supply chain that they want to engage. So we'll try and create strategies that are very engaging uh, with each of those audiences that will generate awareness. And then there's obviously social media and social channels that you want to promote uh, because we can reach so many people in so many different ways. I love that. It's definitely an asset for nonprofits to be able to offer their corporate partners. Susie, how did Smile Train use communications in all the areas that had to be pivoted on last year from COVID to Black Lives Matter? What did that look like? Well, it was very communications focused, I can tell you that. Um, and for us, you know, um, you know, being a, a cleft charity and and you heard me talk about our sustainable model before, um, our partners are on the ground 24-7. Um, we empower local medical professionals. So they are there. We were able to pause our programs, um, obviously, because of the safety of patients with regards to COVID. Um, but we were helping our partners through this by providing uh, PPE and wash stations and helping them so that they had the safety measures in place so that when it was safe to do so, they could welcome patients back to clinics or hospitals. So we worked with Allison and partners to help just really focus on those communications and how we could kind of break through that clutter that 
was out there about COVID and so focused on COVID to make sure that our message, our work was still coming through and, and what we were doing and how we were helping our partners. Um, and we felt that it was something that, you know, our, could highlight our model of work. And so Allison and Partners, as an example, just helped us with those communications to be able to share those messages. We um, worked through where they should be shared, um, having, you know, um, a message on our web, you know, our, our website, um, and then being able to take that and applying it through social media, uh, notes to our partners, getting the message out there that you could turn to one of our medical partners for help. It, you know, what I'll add uh, to what Susie was saying is that we would have regular weekly calls uh, while this was happening. Susie and myself, both on every one of those calls and talking about these strategies that, you know, as a global organization that Susie's overseeing different markets that were already hit by COVID before it became huge in the United States. And so, you know, what are some of those lessons learned and how can we apply that here? How do you keep a sense of calm? And so all the communication tactics that she was talking about is actually, you know, showing a lot of leadership uh, in this medical um, industry. So I think you kind of dove into the next question, which I love. And Susie, you spoke about kind of breaking through that clutter and COVID was front and center, but there were a lot of other causes that were important. So Scott, how does public relations support Smile Train? And maybe how did you kind of break through that clutter that Susie was talking about? Uh, you know, one of the things that's really interesting in, in this area is that you can't stop communicating because there's a disaster and uh, that there, you know, between COVID and other issues that were going on, the smile train work, the business is still going on. And the same thing for other nonprofits. If you'd stopped communicating because, oh, all of a sudden money's being donated to a, a feeding charity, a food charity, or to a homeless charity, or to a social justice charity, your organization will suffer. And so us, how do we stay top of mind? So, you know, we looked at, you know, are there events that we could create? Are there social media campaigns uh, that we could uh, really build out and grow? So we started one campaign called Send a Smile. And we worked with uh, Tim Tebow's wife, uh, Demi Lee, uh, and one of our spokespeople. And uh, she went out and shared a smile, encouraged other people to share a smile. And we got more than 80 million impressions through that campaign, Chris Jenner, uh, who had worked with Smile Train in the past, she was sharing it on her social channels. So it was again just building awareness to keep Smile Train top of mind, front and center, and and that our work had not stopped. We might have had to pause surgeries, uh, for example, so cleft lip and palate surgeries because of safety, but it didn't stop our partners from being able to still speak to and communicate with patients. We mobilized um, telehealth um, channels so that uh, our partners could stay connected with patients. And, you know, it was, it was helpful to keep um, the noise out there, stay the course, stay relevant. Um, and so we just kept finding these unique ways to do that. And Susie would stay front and center with blog posts, uh, so people would be hearing from her on a regular basis. 
That's awesome. I love all of these examples. And I'm going to ask you for some more examples because that's the fun part of the show. Um, and I'm going to widen the lens a little bit here. So it doesn't just have to be in the past year. You can speak a little bit more broadly if you would like. Um, but I'm hoping, Susie, you can share a couple of examples of your organization's successes and maybe even some challenges as it relates to PR. What can you share with our listeners about you know, what you've learned over the your time at Smile Train in terms of what works and what doesn't? for your organization with PR? Sure. Um, yeah, thanks. So, you know, again, it's, you want to be top of mind, right? You want to be relevant. I mean, we're a cleft charity that's focused on raising awareness for cleft um, because it needs to be understood and and why, you know, uh, cleft patients in low and middle income countries need support. I mean, that's what Smile Train's model is and that's who we're helping. Um, so you need to stay relevant. And so awareness, program awareness, brand awareness for Smile Train is, is very important. Um, and then, of course, we're, we fundraise. We fundraise to support these programs. So it's program awareness combined with brand awareness for fundraising purposes. And so public relations is key on that because obviously you have to have PR for program awareness, you need to be in front of uh, governments and um, you know other NGOs and and thought leadership places, right? To, to get your message out. But then, from the fundraising aspect, you need to be front and center. So um, to break through that clutter, and I know we've we've said that before. So challenges with regards to our work is always finding those opportunities to. Um, be front and center um, to make sure the message is out there. There are so many nonprofits, so many wonderful causes um, around the world. So how do we stand out in, in that regard? Um, and then coming up with these unique ways um, to do just that. So you heard Scott mention um, the, the campaign that we did with Demi, uh, Demi Lee. Um, and we've we've done a few of those partnering with Allison and partners so far. We had a, a great event um, last year on World Smile Day, which is the first Friday in October. Um, this is a day that celebrates the smiley symbol, so to speak, um, which is that the smiley face that was created. We celebrate that day in a big bold way, and we always want to find unique ways. Um, to get the message out. And we put on a great event uh, this last World Smile Day, along with the guidance of Allison and partners and Scott and team um, to help raise awareness for Smile Train, raise awareness for Cleft. And it was great fun. Um, I think, you know, Scott has a lot of those stats of the success of, of the day, but we actually put on a show. It was all virtual. Um, Ciara uh, was our host. Um, we had lots of great uh, guest appearances, and um, we visited our programs around the world. So we wanted to find unique ways to bring our programs front and center to our supporters. And we highlighted um, some of our partners um, who are cleft affected, and it's just a just a great opportunity. Um, I think it was really well received, and we definitely had a lot of fun doing it too. So. World Smile Day. I need to celebrate that, Allie. Yep. It sounds like a fun event, too. So, 
<laughs> I was know, thinking I should put it on my calendar. It was so much fun. Uh, you know, she's talked about statistics. There were more than 14 billion impressions World Smile wow. Day got through public relations and social media. And, you know, a fun moment for me, you know, they had Gabrielle Union on the show. And then I'm a huge fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they got one of the celebrities from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to actually help emcee a pre-event. And it was like, just, she loves the organization. She's been supporting them for years. And what was really, yep. And uh, Elizabeth then on her own got her friends uh, from Agents of Shields all participate uh, in talking about things that make them smile. And what was so fun of that is that Agents of Shield had just come off the air. So it was like the official reunion show to bring the cast members back together. So it was kind of fun. That sounds like a fun time. So. This was a big event that it sounds like had a lot of success. Let's talk about lessons learned. So whether it's from that event in particular or other things that you've done over the last year as you've had to pivot, what tips, tactics would you share with other nonprofits when it comes to public relations and what you've learned over the last year? I think on, on in that regard, it's, you know, with our COVID statement that we put out on our website, um, I'm also thinking back to Black Lives Matter when we also put out a statement. Um, it's really staying on top of it and making sure that it's not just out there and you say it once and then you kind of back away from it. Um, it has to continue. It has to be ongoing. Um, you have to provide updates. And so sometimes you you, you know, you have to be on top of those things. We have a very small team at Smile Train. Um, and so we really rely on our outside uh, uh, council and and partners. So, you know, it's like being reminded by Allison and partners, like, um, guys, you know, you need to think about updating that COVID statement. And, you know, because all of those stats and figures that are out there, they need to be updated. It's all about, as we keep saying, staying relevant and, and, you know, making it and through that clutter. So, you want to be out there and and making sure. So it's just I see it as the the challenges of just maintaining. You can't have once and done moments. With regards to like Black Lives Matter, like obviously for us as an organization, it was something that meant a great deal to us to be able to be able to make a statement on it. Um, but we really relied on council in that regard to make sure it was the right statement and it was, you know, put out and shared in a way that made us feel good and proud that we were making that statement, but that it really did show our culture and, and who we are as an organization and what we believe in, our values and everything that, that makes Smile Train special to us. Absolutely. And Scott, same question to you. What tips or tactics would you share with nonprofits? based on the last year, your work with Smile Train? You know, it, there's so many. And uh, what I'll share is that Smile Train has a great internal team. Uh, our day-to-day contact, Nigel Diggs, uh, helps lead us as much as we lead uh, Smile Train and, and support. Uh, what I like to think is that the organization, Susie, so you can tell me my language is, is too soft, is very uh, transparent and open so that when we have these 
tough conversations that we can have an open and honest conversation to develop the strategies. I think sometimes uh, a nonprofit or even a, a corporation may, you know, try and cover up and, you know, you take care of this and you take care of that, put everybody in their little corners. This was a true team effort in which people were working very closely together and saying, how about if we do it this way? And then somebody said, no, I don't know. You know, one of the other big words uh, during this time frame we've all probably overused besides you're muted is pivot and how to pivot. When we looked at World Smile uh, Day, originally that was going to be an outdoor venue and we were going to do all kinds of things to make that special. Well, we had to pivot and do it virally. When you look at doing it virally, it's, you know, these celebrities now become more influencers, right? How do we blow this up more on social channels so that we have to understand all the communication platforms we have access to? So whether that's direct mail, whether that's influencer relations, whether it's other uses of social media, in addition to traditional mass media, it's our responsibility to get it out there. And then one last tip I, I would give is oftentimes uh, people will judge things just by the press that you got uh, that you get. But one of the things is only a limited amount of people are going to see that press. And it's a great hit at the time. But once you get that press, what do you do with that? And so one of the things to stay top of mind is to share your results, not brag about your results, but for development officers that they can share the clips with corporations that they're talking to and say, hey, you might have seen us in USA Today with World Smile Day. We'd love to share more with you of what Smile Train can do. Uh, you might have seen a clip that had your corporate sponsor in it and really promote that to the sponsor and to their employees so they feel good about what they do as a partner. So it's just remembering to utilize all the results that you get. That's such a great point. And it's such, um, I think it is a really important currency as it relates to corporate partnerships. It's certainly not, um, you know, getting billions of impressions is very impressive for lack of a better word. But, um, you know, people partner with Smile Train because of your impact that you have um, with people all over the world. Um, but that that PR piece is just, it's another asset that you can offer to your corporate partners. So thank you for sharing that, Scott. I love that. And to reach your target audiences. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it's just to reach your target audiences. So we're also reaching the medical community, medical community, the healthcare community with the services that we're providing so that they see that Smile Train is a partner they want to reach out to and can help them uh, provide those services. That's, you know, understanding the target audiences are crucial. And that you're somebody that those target audiences listen to and have respect for. Sorry, Susie, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to jump on that and just say that it has helped us to gain partnerships, uh, public relations, because when you think of our work and the amount of partners that we have, we have over 1,100 hospital partners that we work with around the world. Um, so that's a large global footprint. and. So through that, we've um, gained fantastic partnerships with organizations like GlaxoSmithKline's uh, Consumer Healthcare Division, um, and we're working together. Um, we have now created, alongside them, uh, 1-800 numbers in India and now in Nigeria, where we are implementing a call center where people can call this number and get cleft resources, um, find where the, the local cleft clinic is that 
you know, they can bring a, a child uh, affected by cleft to. Um, it's been life changing. And that is because of public relations. Fantastic. Well, thank you both so, so much. It's been a pleasure to chat with both of you and hear a little bit more about Smile Train and um, the what PR can do to uh, bolster all of our efforts. So Susie, if people want to learn more about Smile Train online, how might they do that? Well, we have smiletrain.org, which is our website. Um, and then we have all of our social handles. Uh, so we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, and it's all Smile Train. You can can look up and, and find our sites. And we even have local country sites as well. Amazing. Scott, how about you? Where can people learn more about you and Allison and Partners Online if they'd like to do that? AllisonPR.com and all those social handles as well. And glad to answer any questions anybody may have. Amazing. Well, thank you both. We will put all of those links in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Thank you again, Scott and Susie, for joining us. And we will look forward to hearing about your future PR successes. Thank you.